You got on a, any um, Super Bowl plans? Uh, Hannah's working, so just the boy. Um, I think Hannah's <laughs> folks might try to come over and, and hang out, maybe watch some of the game and bring some food. I saw a lot of um, a lot of big time ads pulled mm-hmm. pulled their sponsorships. Why? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's called sponsored. Like they they pulled their ads from the Super Bowl this year. Coke, mm-hmm. Coca Cola, Budweiser. A bunch of them did. A bunch of big name ones. It seems odd. I mean, those guys make hundreds of millions of dollars in that airtime. Right. <laughs> so. I don't know. I think it had, I, there was some speculation on it. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but I think what I read somewhere, don't ask me where I read it. They were, they were concerned with uh, pissing people off. I think these big companies are starting to realize that, the woke culture, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. is gonna is gonna is naturally gonna piss off somebody. So they just said, "Screw it, we're not gonna piss off anybody." So no Doritos, no Coke, no Pepsi. I don't know about Doritos, but I I definitely saw the big two named ones that I saw was Coke and Budweiser. Hmm. And it's not the Super Bowl without the Budweiser horses commercial, man. Yeah, exactly. The Clydesdale, come on. If that doesn't give you a little lump in the throat. Come on. And I'm not even really excited about the, the damn halftime show either. This just further proves that I'm so disconnected. Who is performing? Um, I, th- I, th- I think it's The weekend. I think he's a rapper or like a R&B artist, maybe. His name I, is The Weeknd? His, his, yeah, his artist name is called The Weeknd. Oh, I'm pretty right. sure it's like rap R&B. Cool, I guess. I don't. I, I really don't even know that I could name one of his songs off the top of my head. Like I've heard that, of, it, obviously, but I don't. Yeah, not the music I listen to. Yeah. So, super excited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Real barn burner. I know. But yeah, um, Thursday night, another Thursday night, another week gone. Another great, excellent whiskey we're drinking today. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this one. It is uh, Mr. Parker's go-to slash favorite slash sell his body for slash <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I, do, I do dirty things for this bourbon. You do love it. You've traveled far and wide to pick up, to pick this up. I will do, and I know we're teasing you guys on purpose because we haven't named it yet, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I will do extraordinary amount of things to get this. Good evening, friends, and welcome back to the Barrel Brothers podcast. This is um, Dave, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian. As always, another Thursday down in the books, another great pour. How you doing, man? Oh... Signature tagline: Another Thursday, long ass week. <laughs> but no, we've got a we've got a great one on on tap, so to speak, tonight. And uh, I know this is this is one of your all time hands down favorites. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm I'm excited that you get to share your love for this. So tonight we are drinking um, Eagle Rare Ten Year. It's a hey. uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery product. One of it is in fact my favorite bourbon so far. Um, can, and I've had a lot of good bourbon. Brian and I have been pretty fortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but it, it continues to to just hold that number one slot in my mind. That's pretty awesome. And you've been fairly lucky. Um, I think you were mentioning before that uh, anytime you've been out on the road uh, for work, you've been able to stop at some of these little places and, and find full-size bottles pretty yeah. readily. Yeah, I think my honey hole, I'm not going to tell you guys where it is. So <laughs> sorry about your sorry about your luck. But um, normally I can walk in there anytime and they they have at least one bottle. Um, I've gotten kind of lucky around the greater Richmond area. Sometimes that, that's hit or miss. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, I got to have this in stock, mm-hmm. like no question. Yeah, I, I, David was has continued this um, generous streak and actually gifted me a bottle. Um, I guess was it last year? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere, somewhere in there, birthday time frame, maybe somewhere mm-hmm. April, May, June, somewhere in there. I think it was your birthday, actually. That's the only time I've ever had it. I've never seen it in the wild, so to speak. I've never seen it on a shelf. Well, it's rare. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, it's so, um. We're it's, coming in at what ninety proof? Yeah, ninety proof, age ten year. Doesn't drink um, like it. No, it 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 honestly does not drink like it's ten year. It's so light and so sweet to me. Oh, it's delicious. So with this this Eagle Rare, um, like I said before, it's a Buffalo Trace Distillery product owned by the Sazerac Company, of course. Have we done a Buffalo Trace product yet on the podcast? I don't think so. I have to go back and look. Story. Yeah, well, it's a good start. Um, that does not have a, a mash bill. No one knows really what the mash bill. It's undisclosed. Yeah. Um, it's it's from Buffalo Trace's number one mash bill, which is uh, thought to be low rye. Like I think the the running thought right now is it's around ten percent rye, although no one really knows for sure. Yeah. Buffalo Trace won't release it. I mean, as uh, sweet as it is, it's got to be primarily corn. I mean, it's got to be a high corn mash bill. Oh, yeah. What I think is interesting with the Eagle Rare, um, it has a, for such a, thought to be such a low rye, it has a, a little bit of a spicy kick at the end. And I guess we'll get to that when we do the tasting notes, but um, I love it. Love yeah. it. It's a, it's a good go-to. Um, and I, again, I, I haven't seen it. Um, at any of the ABC stores. So I'm not sure what the price points are. Um, I know it comes in three different bottle sizes. Um, 750, obviously. Uh, what is the smaller one, the 325? I think I think the one you have, the 325, is about 20 bucks. How can you go wrong with that? That's what I'm saying, man. The, um, the 750 that I have, Virginia ABC has that at 3099. Uh, MSRP. $31 for for 10 wow. years. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty awesome. And then of course it comes in the big in uh 1.75 as well, but um I think that's probably what 50 or 60. Um I don't remember Somewhere exactly. Yeah, probably 60 I would say. It it it's just it'll never not be insane to me that anybody outside of Virginia can just walk into their place and be like, Oh yeah, it's on the shelves all the time. <laughs> so much. In fact, there's cases of it on the floor, but it trips over it when we go in. Um, I, I, Virginia will never be that way. Uh, as we learned um, maybe off camera last week with uh, John and Michelle, ABC does pretty much anything they want to. Um, 
because of the revenue that they generate for the state coffers. I think John said it was in the billions. Yeah, it's it's up there. So they're pretty much going to do whatever they want to drive revenue through the roof. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever. What it was frustrating to me too is, you know, of course my favorite bourbon has to be one of the limited availability ones. Yep. And like like you said, you can go other parts of the country and they're just like Costco's out in California, just full shelves, full shelves of this. And, you know, I'm willing to sell my firstborn child for another bottle. Sorry. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Safeway has them on sale. Like you can use your Safeway club points. <laughs> we'll never have that. And that, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing stopping us from moving out of the old dominion. That's um, true. Especially since the Carolinas don't have income tax, which is kind of sweet. <laughs> State income tax, especially on retirement. Yeah. But yeah, um, I just don't think you can go wrong with Eagle Rare. No. 30 I bucks, 10 years. Price point, 10 years, like you said. Um, it's just a solid, delicious pour every mm-hmm. single time. And what's funny is uh, the Eagle Rare 10 year used to be a single barrel. It started out as a single barrel product. Really? Yeah. But Buffalo Trace, and I don't know when they did this exactly, but they changed the bottling process. So it used to be a hand-bottled product, single barrel, but now they they automated everything just to, you know, expedite bottling and shipping and whatnot because of the high demand. So now it's they, – they took the single barrel label off the bottle because technically it's not a single barrel anymore. Right. Um it's the product of, you know, some of the multiple barrels could be spilled into a single bottle. So it's, I guess they, uh, they're going by the book on this one. Yeah, for sure. What do you, um, so do we want to go over some tasting notes or do we want to go over um, a little I'm bit gonna, more about Sazerac and them? Let's do tasting notes. Cause I have a kind of an interesting tasting uh, we're on a zoom call so i can see david and he's got this stupid grin (laughs) fire away man let's hear it so on the nose right so when we do tasting notes of course our listeners know but if you're tuning in for the first time tonight we always uh smell the bourbon and then we taste the bourbon and um we do it several times throughout the night just to see if you know if it opens up a little bit on the nose immediately and like, and I mean immediately. At the very beginning, when you start smelling it, I get light like orange. Yep. Orange, yep. citrusy, like a tangy orange almost. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of tang. Remember the the drink that you used to like the tang as a kid? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it um, reminds me of. What I get hit with first is the citrus note for sure. But do you remember around like Christmas time, like the orange chocolate? <laughs> That's what I get. Yeah. As soon okay. as I smell it, I'm like, that's a sweet, that's like the cocoa zesty orange peelish deal. And it's, I'm, I don't, Jesus, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, and it's funny because a lot of bourbons have um, citrus notes in it. A lot mm-hmm. of bourbons do. And a lot of rye. This is the first one that I can, I can pick up on it. Nice. Like for sure can pick up on it. Be like, oh my God, that's orange right there. 
That's Tane when I was 12. (laughs) (laughs) Still drinking the astronauts. That's right. But uh, on the back end, on the Mm -hmm. back end of the nose, um, you get kind of the classic sweetness of a bourbon. Um, And and this one's thought to be in the high 90s as far as um, corn goes in the mash bill. Mm -hmm. So I get notes of honey, um, real sweet, like kind of an oaky finish on the nose. But um, it's, I think each of the, if I'm going to try to word this correctly, each of the notes is easily detectable on this one. Fair enough. Like it's not, it is not an SAT, dude. It's like a, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So for me, um, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. Um, I get a lot of honey, um, orange, a little bit of chocolate, um, just those sweet fruits and, it, it, it 90 proof it'll catch up on you real quick that's how sweet it is <laughs> i think it has a on the finish um well on the, on the palate it's you know honey brown sugar the, the classic bourbon notes but um i can get a little bit of oakiness in it you know it's been mm-hmm. the bottle or it's been the barrel excuse me for 10 years so mm-hmm. it's gonna have a little bit of oak come through but i just i i can't get over the tang but but it, I guess when people think about tang ver- mixed with bourbon, it kind of gives you a weird feel. Like if I think mm-hmm. about mixing bourbon with tang, it'd probably make me throw up. Probably. But it they do it right. <laughs> I don't know, dude. They do it right. Yeah. Um. And again, for if this is your first listening experience with us, welcome. Um. And you're coming to us from a non ABC state. Um, I'd be comfortable paying 40, 45 for it for sure. Um, probably not anything more than that because it, does, it, it, from what I've read, um, online and from hearing from other folks, uh, you should be able to find it pretty much anywhere outside of Virginia. Um, as long as it's not allocated for, for retail and buy yourself two bottles because you're going to love it. You're going to want to share it and, and let others enjoy it. Oh yeah. And I think with this one, um, it's, if you're looking for complexity, you're not going to find that in this bottle. And I don't, I don't mean that as a knock either. We've, we've tried some bourbons that is just the flavor profile hits you like a ton of bricks right in the mouth. This one, it's not, it's not super complex, but it's a very um, delicious middle of the road pour. I would say higher middle class, if you will. <laughs> and uh, as far as as far as the the flavor profile, but um, it's affordable. I think you just it's it's hard to beat this. Yeah, and going back to what you just said about complex notes and this, that, and the other, and it doesn't need it. It stands on it stands alone. Uh, it 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 stands on its own merit, I guess I should say. Um, so. Yeah, if you've got 30 bucks, if this is your first time listening to us or, you know, you've been with us from the beginning, um, spend 30 bucks, you definitely won't be disappointed. And uh, if it's your first bottle of bourbon, that, I don't know of any other greater introductions to bourbon, right? No, I I mean, we've got some good ones, but this is, this is up there. I think, 
a Buffalo Trace product is a very good introduction into bourbon. Yeah. Um, because Buffalo Trace bourbon itself, I think, is like the classic get into bourbon whiskey that you try. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you don't really like bourbon? Well, let's try the Buffalo Trace and see what you think. I think it's a very, in, a very good introductory bourbon. Eagle Rare, I hold in higher regard, higher regard than Buffalo Trace bourbon itself. Um, but they're very similar. I think Buffalo Trace might be sweeter, honestly. Yeah. Okay. okay. But I think I think you it's uh it's a very good bourbon to get into, to get yourself into that. I on the back of the bottle, I I saw this today. I was kind of reading the back of the bottle, just perusing, and it said, uh, "Of course, feel free to drink Eagle Rare and such classic cocktails as the Manhattan or Whiskey Sour." We always preach try in its purest form. I don't know that I would put this in a whiskey sour or a Manhattan or a. You know me. I love sweet drinks. Right. If you added stuff from a Manhattan and an old fashioned (laughs) in this, I probably couldn't drink it. It's too sweet. Yeah. It's it's very sweet. It doesn't need ice. It doesn't need water. Just pour it and drink it. Agreed. I think there's, there's some bourbons in the market that are, extremely sweet in and of itself Mickers mm-hmm. regular small batch is so sweet it, you're like drinking maple syrup yeah this is this this is not as quite as sweet as that but it's it's still pretty sweet but yeah buffalo trace products you know awesome i can't say good enough things about them and i think they get a bad rap sometimes because they're well yeah they're hard to find, but also too, everybody just looks for Buffalo Trace and Blanton's. All they look yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't, I don't know if it's going to come down anytime soon. I hope it does. And and John kind of hit the nail on the head last week. We're at the age now where like pogs and beanie babies aren't cool anymore. So like, it's our age group's version of those things with the beanie babies and that stuff with bourbon. Um, and it's just catching on. So Ed, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't Have know. You seen those videos of the, like the TikTok videos or whatever that about like having people having adult money. It's like, yeah. they, should, they should never give us adult money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did see one of those. You remember the blow pens? Yeah. You would blow into the back of them and the ink would come out. Yeah. And yeah. The person was like, I got my own money. You need to bring these back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so I, I was I was talking to Daniel. Um, and he was like, Oh, fun fact about Eagle Rare. And I was like, What's this about? John Party, right? I love the John Party. Country music guy. Apparently, he has a cutout in his tour bus and it's stocked with nothing but Eagle Rare. That's all they drink interesting that's all they drink so that i'm, I'm waiting to hear like back. john party that much more <laughs> uh yeah so that's that'd be kind of cool to see I, i've got to get on the instagram page and see if there's anything about it but uh that'd be cool if we could have john on one day i've been a john party fan since day one like and especially when when he first really when he released his first album mm-hmm. a lot of people said he's kind of whiny in his music i never I saw that. that yeah i don't get that 
But uh, I, I've been a huge John Party fan. He's a he's a big man too. He just got married, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe. I'm sure he just got married like a couple like a month ago or something. Was it him if or Luke Combs? If you're listening, John Party, congratulations on getting <laughs> <laughs> on your may or may not nuptials. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's a uh, he's a big dude too. I mean, he's like six five, six six somewhere in there, I think. Good lord. Yeah, he's a big man. He's a big man. Yeah, I think um, he went on tour with Luke Bryan, I think. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the tour, I remember Luke Bryan going on Bobby Bones and talking about this, how he gave John Party as like an end of the tour gift, like a bulldozer or something. <laughs> and <laughs> well, I think I think John Party has a bunch of land. You want to talk about adult money? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a $70,000 Bobcat. John, have a good time. But it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't brand new. I think it was a lemon, and uh, John ended up putting up putting in like a bunch of time and money into trying to like get it to get it to run, right? And I think he ended up selling it. I don't know that for sure, but yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Anyways, down a rabbit hole. I like. <laughs> if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So, I I guess Buffalo Trace Distillery... All their products um, is the most well known on the market right now. Mm-hmm. Would you would you disagree with that? Uh, Sazerac Company as a whole, no, I would not disagree with that at all. Because you've got that's a huge umbrella: Elmer T. Lee, E. H. Taylor, Buffalo Trace. I mean, George T. Stag, Stag yeah. Jr happy (laughs) i mean it seems like most bourbon that's that you can't find right now or resell is through the roof is uh sazerac company products what's funny um buffalo trace a lot of people wonder if the listeners out there you know as well as anybody else do, do that um brian and i are suckers for stories and mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace has a pretty interesting story. The name Buffalo Trace comes from an ancient Buffalo crossing on the banks of the Kentucky River. How freaking cool is that? Gotta love it. An ancient Buffalo crossing. I would love to just see like a buffalo in the wild. That would be that would be wild in and of itself. Super majestic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the Frank the um the Kentucky River is I guess the Buffalo Trace where that Buffalo crossing is on the banks of the Kentucky river is in Franklin County, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started out as just a, a Buffalo crossing basically. And it, and, you know, naturally if there's Buffalo back in that time period, if there's Buffalo moving across this river and in this area, there's going to be people, right. They need to hunt to live. Mm-hmm. So it became a natural crossing for traders and then eventually they started trading bourbon and whiskey along this crossing. 
So um, that's actually where Buffalo Trace Distillery is. And it became a national landmark in 2013. Buffalo Trace being the, the, the oldest continuously operating distillery in America. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it definitely has, it definitely has the name and history behind it. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. And I mean, the, the master distillers, like just Elmer T. Lee, uh, <laughs> William LaRue Weller, Pappy, uh, Albert Blanton, uh you think about you think about the most i guess the top 10 most elusive bourbons on the market right now for the average joe eh taylor george t stag blanton's pappy buffalo trace in this area of the country at least all of them had their hands in the buffalo trace distillery at one point in time Mm -hmm. um you know albert blanton being the one that kept them running through prohibition and they got, I think they were one of the four distillers that were allowed to make whiskey for medicinal use mm-hmm. during, cause they, I guess they got to a certain point in prohibition where they're like, Oh shit, we're running out of bourbon whiskey in general, I guess. So they, so they um, allowed four different distillers in Buffalo trace being one of them. Uh, I think they were known as George T. Stagg company at the time. Um, they were allowed to continue to make whiskey for medicinal quote-unquote medicinal use only yeah right those dudes are getting lit off that stuff dude could you imagine walking into a doctor's office like hey i need a script <laughs> I, need, I need a script for this doc i have chronic back pain can i have a liter <laughs> a liter of cola but buffalo trace had many different names um i think the, the first name they started out with was old fire copper distillery mm-hmm. that's a cool that was that was um Colonel Taylor, Colonel, uh, yeah, during Colonel Taylor, right? Yeah. Then um, I guess George T. Stagg Company was the longest running name so far. And then uh, I don't exactly know when. I think 1992 they changed to Buffalo Trace. Don't quote yeah, me. I'm not sure on the, yeah, I'm not sure the timelines. Fact check us, folks. If, uh, <laughs> if anybody has a... Um, meticulously drawn out timeline for Buffalo trace. I would love to see it. But Elmer T Lee was the, the first ever master distiller. Um, I mean, it just, it, it's so funny when we go through the history of these distilleries and we were thinking, wow, that's cool. You know, wow, that's interesting. A lot of this stuff makes sense. You can't find Elmer T Lee bourbon <laughs> anywhere. In Virginia. No, no. Um, Blanton's, all these excellent bourbons that are still highly sought after today. Um, I think Blanton's and Buffalo Trace may be on the down end of that. But, I mean, Blanton's being the first ever single barrel. We were talking about single barrels earlier today, mm-hmm. earlier on the podcast. Blanton's was the, I guess, quote-unquote, first ever single barrel. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of history and a lot of uh, excellent whiskey being made by this company. Over the years. Yeah, I'm, I'm on uh, Buffalo Trace's website. And it's buffalotracedistillery.com. Um, they have a link right at the top at the banner, Legendary People. 
Um, and it just touches on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, or ten of the uh, master distillers and visionaries or legendary craftsmen, I guess I call them. It covers uh, Colonel Taylor, George T. Stagg, William Weller, Pappy, just to name a few. Um, short reads. Um, so if if you're looking for a little bit of a history lesson on Buffalo Trace, the and the who, what, when, where, and how, give that a give that a look. Getting back to you know the the excellent bourbon we're drinking tonight, Eagle Rare uh, Tenure. The the Buffalo Trace Distillery makes three Eagle Rare products. It's the Eagle Rare Tenure Bourbon. Used to be a single barrel, now it's not. Um, they make the uh, 17-year-old Eagle Rare, which is now part of the Antique Collection. And then they also make a Double Eagle Very Rare. And, uh, ding, 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 February 2021, Buffalo Trace is releasing uh, a 20-year Double Eagle Very Rare, 101 proof. It's the third release in the series. And they are releasing, I think, 199 bottles. I don't know why they didn't just do 200. I guess maybe they couldn't. I don't know. <laughs> but it's 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 uh, priced at the affordable, easy payment of two grand. Yeah. Price and age don't constitute <laughs> something being good. You know how many you know how many bottles of bourbon you could buy for two thousand dollars Ryan, what do you mean you wouldn't you wouldn't pay two grand for this no god no <laughs> i don't i mean we're doing okay but no <laughs> no and i like i wouldn't even want to enter the lottery for that because i would be afraid that i would win and you'd be I, the one to win <laughs> damn right i would and then i would be forced to fork out two grand to buy this bottle because if you yeah. win, you can't do it you get blackballed if you don't Wait, what? Oh yeah. If you if you enter the Virginia ABC lottery and you you like enter to to purchase the bottle if you win and you, then you don't do it, you get blackballed from further from like future uh, lotteries. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever done any lotteries. I just I know I'm not going to win, so I don't I mean it's a horrible outlook. I don't even try because I know I'm not going to win anything, but whatever. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> was all that one in a million talk <laughs> speaking of lottery there's a there's a lottery virginia abc opened up a lottery and i think the drawing is on the day after Fif valentine's day 15th i think all participants are supposed to be notified by then um they are releasing a 1792 12 year and the 1792 sweet wheat we talked about 1792 a few weeks ago uh, maybe the first one of the year. Yeah. I think it was the first one of the year. And um, so those are those are two highly sought after 1792 products. Um, the third one that they're releasing in the lottery is the High West Borai. It's like a bourbon rye mix. Mm -hmm. um, that's <laughs> that's up there. That's priced at eighty bucks in Virginia. I mean, that's not horrible. Uh, you were able to, or Matthew was able to find um, Yippie Kaye from High West for 100 bucks in DC. Yeah. I think retail on that is 70. I think the uh, High West makes a good product, just yeah. in general, minus their oat whiskey. 
please <laughs> listening high west do not make that anymore like stop it <laughs> just stop david <laughs> have you seen that show Shit's creek uh yeah i couldn't we watched the first few episodes i couldn't get into it ew david yeah i uh, <laughs> i watched the first like the first season then it got kind of a, a little much for me yeah but um anyways yeah high west makes a good product so i'm eager to maybe get a chance to try this I have a bottle of the Yippie Kaye that's excellent. Nice. I still need to try that. I still okay. need to try it. Um, so I'm perusing uh, Virginia ABC's website, the High Rye for $17.92. That's going to be lottoed, $40. Uh, the age 12, $50. Bucks. Where did this? I don't see the sweet weed on here. Oh, it's the High Rye? Yeah, I don't see. Oh, oh the sweet it, weed is forty. They list them all, but I, I don't know if they're ever going to not be allocated. So they even have the port finish for. So all of these bottles are between forty and fifty dollars. Yeah, and I said, remember, crazy. remember that picture I sent you last night? I was like, I'm going to do something stupid. Well, it turns out the guy was like, Yeah, sorry, I can't go that low. He had every one of the seventeen ninety two bottles in that run. I think it was five or six bottles, and he wanted four hundred bucks shipped, which wasn't terrible. But I, I'm kind of falling back into my old ways, man. I don't want to be. I don't want to spend more than five or ten dollars over retail on on stuff anymore. Yeah. I just there's enough here for me to enjoy and share, and yeah, you know, there's just no reason for me to spend. One of the guys had sweet wheat alone is forty dollars retail, one hundred twenty five bucks shipped. It's not worth it. No, too little is known about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely there's a market for 1792 is the next up and coming big, big, uh, great white Buffalo product, if you will, <laughs> Buffalo. But um, oh. speaking of, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Kentucky Al Confiscated is still on sale. Oh, is it? Should we do it? I was kind of hoping that it would go off sale. <laughs> that way we just, <laughs> just could write it off. <laughs> well, I we'll mean, get you next time. So... I think we've talked about it before. Retail for us is 125 bucks. It's a Stoli product. There's more not known about this than there is known about it. There's no age statement. There's no mash bill. There's none of it. Like where it's done, none of that is like public information. I don't know anything about Stoli. Well, they make a hell of a vodka. So... I think it's like one of the top selling vodkas. Oh, I was talking to Hannah about it. Um, and Hannah used to um, run one of the country clubs down here in Richmond. And everybody loved the Stoli products. So I, I know they don't make a bad product, but a hundred and after tax, $130 is a tough pill to swallow for something. You could take a sip and just pour it down the drain. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that one bottle I got that just... <laughs> I want to name blast them so bad, but the one bottle um, by the one the, by the one place, right? Yeah, with the guy with the hair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's not gonna. Uh, all the surrounding stores they have, you know, four or five plus bottles of Kentucky all confiscated. So I don't know. I know Saturday is going to be kind of pricey, and we need to touch on Saturday what what we're going to have the luxury of doing, but. Yeah, if anybody has had Kentucky Owl confiscated or anything in the Kentucky Owl line, uh, please hit us up and, and let us know your thoughts because 
we're not sure we're willing to risk that kind of money on something we've we don't know anything about so and it it's pissing me off a little bit because it stays on that shelf and so you think you think to yourself there's got to be a reason why it's on the shelf for that long yep is it the price point is it because it tastes like like bath water i mean i don't know so i I got to know (laughs) well and for me the 130 let's let's call it 120 dollars how many that's four $30 bottles or three $40 bottles of stuff you know is going to be awesome across the board, like Four Roses or Larceny or basically anything other than Kentucky Owl because <laughs> you just, I don't know what you're getting. So I can't make a recommendation, but, you know, I'll be the one to go, hey, David, guess what I just got? <laughs> I love trying new things too. I'm I'm all for trying new products and you know, matter of fact, the most recent one that I found, Clyde Mays. I think you've probably seen that. I've seen it, but I've never had it. Yeah, I picked up the little, like, sampler pack or whatever. Oh, sweet! Like the the two three hundred seventy five milliliter, and um, it's a decent pour. It's not anything that I write home about, but it, it's a decent pour. So, what came in the pack? The regular bourbon and the Alabama style bourbon what's an Alabama style it tasted very similar huh there, there's a little little bit of difference I think one was a little maybe a little higher rye but gotcha. um, I, I don't I didn't even research into Alabama style whiskey so yeah. I know uh whistle pig they do the piglets I, I'd like to try and find one of those at a reasonable price too I think retails 20 the cheapest I've seen secondary is 40 bucks so I've never had any whistle pig products um I'd, I'd like to try them. I just know they're damn expensive. I want to start trying a lot of the um, Virginia craft distiller products, mm-hmm. but they're, they're naturally because they're a craft distiller. They're so expensive. And yeah. the one that I really wanted to try this most recent trip to the ABC store was the tarnished truth. I think they have a rye out, but it was like 50 bucks for a, for a three seventy five, And I, I don't know if I could do that that for not even a full 750 it was 50 dollars. jesus yeah well maybe i will eventually i don't know so i i mean that's actually not a bad idea um that's one way that we could try some different things is to find the mini bottles like the airplane bottles or whatever that size is well Um, now that you say that ragged branch um they are a craft store in Virginia, and they, if you go in the Virginia ABC store, at least in mine, if you look where all they, they have all the miniatures, you won't find it. But if you go up to the counter, and they have little slots on the counter where they have where they have miniatures, um, I I found two the other day when I went. So they have a signature bourbon and a weeded bourbon, right? Yeah, I think they is have. Is that what the bourbon. is that what the minis were? Yeah, that I got minis of both of them. Oh, nice. What what was price point on the minis? Five, ten bucks? Uh, I think no, they were like three or four. Okay. I think it was four dollars each. I think that just might be something I'm gonna do next. Um just to try some some new things and not spend hundreds of dollars on bottles that one I don't know I'm gonna like and two just take up so much damn room. So well, who is this you... guy? <laughs> <laughs> 
you're a changed man. The um, if if you guys are the listeners out there, if you're going to the ABC store and you don't necessarily want to spend, you know, thirty to fifty bucks on a bottle, go to the miniature section and look at their products. They they normally have Larceny, Elijah Craig, Woodford, um, Bullet, Jack Daniels. Now they do have. I did see they do have the Jack Daniels single barrel select. Mm-hmm. That's a great product. I actually bought one and tried it. It was it was pretty good. I would okay. say. So I'll recommend that as well. Yeah, I, it's, if you have a list of things you want me to get and try, maybe we can do reviews on them, or just one night do a flight of minis, just to check them out. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, so I'm. I just I'm looking at uh, the Whistle Pig products. Homestock whiskey, $75. Straight rye, $85. 10-year single barrel, $90. That's too much. Yeah. That's too much for me. 12-year bespoke finish, $150. I've only ever had one whistle pit product, and it was their rye. I think they're mm-hmm. just their regular run-of-the-mill rye. My brother actually got it, and he knows nothing about whiskey. And so we were having a bourbon tasting this summer at my sister's house, and he brought a bottle of whistle pig. I'm like, Matthew, how much did you spend on this? He's like, I think it was like 80 bucks. I was like, you might want to <laughs> read up a little bit. <laughs> that out again. Wait, that's also the same guy that was drinking whiskey out of a 16 ounce pint glass, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to have to have Matthew on again, I guess, on the general. First go around. Yeah. What did we do with him? You remember? Well, we we recorded a podcast with him doing Wild Turkey 101 oh, that's right, right before Thanksgiving, but the audio is terrible, so we we mixed it. Yeah. Um, so he wants to come back on. He's actually a big Henry McKenna fan. Mm-hmm. Bob and Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is an excellent pour too. Yeah, definitely. Hey guys, this is Dave from the Barrel Brothers Podcast. Are you interested in commentary for the average golfer? If so, head on over to the First Tee Jitters Podcast. That's the First Tee Jitters Podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So we got some, uh, we got some pretty exciting things coming up, uh, coming up this week, this weekend. Yes, we do. Two days away. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm excited. We are going. We had John and Michelle Davenport from Three Crosses Distillery um, on last week mm-hmm. to talk about their product and their distillery. And they are so gracious enough to have us um, come by on Saturday for a tasting. And I think we're going to tour the facility maybe and hopefully try some of their stuff that they haven't released yet. <laughs> yeah, I think Saturday is going to be pricey. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Maybe, hope- Hopefully, me too. I can't. This will be like my first actual in-person distillery trip, so I can't wait to see physically all the stuff we've been reading about and and learning about. So that's gonna be pretty awesome. It is, and I think it kind of hitting on that, getting to see the the process up close and and in person. I think is is probably the thing that I'm most excited about. Yeah, the yeah their product is good, but just going in. And meeting them in person, really, 
getting to talk to people that we've researched and um, getting to see whiskey being made in front of our eyes, I think is, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep, doing that. And um, tonight, actually, we were supposed to have a guest on, uh, Michael Baumgartner. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Michael, if you're listening to this. Um, he's the he's the guy that runs VA Bourbon Review. He's a page on Instagram. We um, we kind of struck up a conversation one night, and I asked him to come on the podcast to talk about actually Eagle Rare. And um, he had a family emergency tonight, so he, he couldn't attend, but he wants to come on soon. And um, so we're probably going to have him on maybe in the next couple of weeks or so, depending on you know, his schedule and whatnot. Yeah, all the best to, to Michael's family. Um, anytime there's a medical emergency, that's not to be taken lightly. So we'll be yeah. here. Bur- the bourbon will be here, family first. That's right. He, yeah, he reached out this morning. And was like, hey man, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to come on. You know, this is, you know, I got X, Y, and Z going on, um, but I hope I don't mess anything up with your listeners. And I'm like, that should be the least of your concern, man. Seriously, Bourbon <laughs> can wait. Take care of your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family above all else. But um, and then there's another one I think we're gonna hop on here at some point too, right? Another podcast. Yeah, potentially. Um, we're still trying to work out some kinks with schedules and whatnot, but. Uh, my brother-in-law, he he has a podcast about golf. It's called The First Tee Jitters. We plug them basically every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I know nothing about golf, but he does. And they have a they have a pretty funny podcast. So we're trying to we're trying to work out like maybe a a crossover episode with them. Um, again, still in the works. You know, I think my brother-in-law's a firefighter, so his schedule changes every week. He's a busy man. Busy man, and he's got a two-year-old that's freaking haywire all of the time. <laughs> Wired for sound. Jackson's awesome. Kid's hilarious. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, twenty twenty-one is looking pretty freaking good for us. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be pretty. I, I'm really looking forward to Saturday. And to top that off, um, at the end of this month starts our Irish series. I perused the. The uh, Irish section of the ABC store the other day. I have some. Of course, we're probably going to do Jameson, right? Most likely. And um, I did Can't find... talk about Irish whiskey and not Jameson. <laughs> yeah, I think they they might shoot us for that. But I think um, wasn't it you had mentioned that Conor McGregor ends a line. Uh, proper 12. Yeah. yeah. Proper, I, I saw that finally in the store. I've heard a uh, mixed bag. Um, I think I'd probably forfeit getting it. I mean, if we want to get it on and review it during the, the Irish theme for March, that's fine. I, I think they do the minis. Uh, so I'd be down for that. But, um, you know, there's a certain Texas boy that really wants to partake in March's Irish festivities. <laughs> So I'm sure we'll have Monty on. Monty Richard, if you're uh, if you catch this one, we can't wait to have you on. And he's he's actually been overseas to I want to say Scotland and maybe Ireland. Um, this the fall, Hannah and I got married. That's where he was, and you know, getting married was awesome, but being over there would probably be awesome too. <laughs> can't fault him for going, not at all. 
So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to having him on maybe once or twice throughout March. Yeah. Um, and just sharing his experiences and, and what it was like. Guy's a history teacher too. He's a history buff. So we'll probably get a little bit more in depth than just the distilleries, maybe some city history and stuff like that. So um, pretty jazz. Pretty, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited because I've never had – okay, I want to say that I've had Jameson before. I was in the infantry and, like, when, during my National Guard stint, so it's, like, the classic thing to drink is Jameson. But I don't remember drinking it, if that makes sense. So <laughs> I'm sure that I've had it before. I, that's the only Irish whiskey that I think that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So I think it's – I want to say it's probably closer to scotch than it is bourbon. Yeah. And I'm, you know, as you guys know, I'm not a huge scotch fan, so this should be an interesting journey. Yeah. Uh, Redbreast 12, I think, is one that we might want to splurge and pick up. Um, I know that's a, that's an awesome one. It's a little, it's a little pricey. Like your scotches are, your, yeah, your, some of your whiskeys are going to be a little bit more pricey just because the, the uh, logistics involved and stuff like that in the process. But, um, green dot and of course a lot of them we don't get so we're just kind of at the mercy as usual of virginia abc um and there's some online retailers but again you're paying over over retail and then shipping is like two bottles worth uh, dollar dollar wise like i priced something out the other day the two bottles i wanted were a 100 bucks and then it was 40 dollars to ship them oh no thank you i can go without that's fine <laughs> $40 shipping. That's crazy. Yeah, there's crazy. no coupon code worth it. Well, 2021 is looking awesome for Barrel Brothers Podcast. And recently we got a little facelift. Uh, Brian's friend, Daniel, who I've never met. Um, he is he lives in Nashville, right? Yeah, he's a Nashville-based musician, graphic designer, all-around badass, awesome father, awesome husband, awesome son. Um Wayne and Dawn, uh, God rest Dawn. Um, we miss her terribly. But anyways, he um, he was very gracious enough to take his, his uh, valuable time and make us a little a couple logos. So I think we decide on one. I think he might have a few more he's working on maybe in the future. But um, so yeah, I'm really excited. Merchandise coming. Here's the plug I've been waiting for. <laughs> this man went off the rails. Stickers, thermoses, tumblers, shirts, hats, and I can't wait. Folks, save your money. <laughs> All right, because you're going to be buying merch from us. Just kidding. Hopefully you do, but you don't have to. Yeah, hop, hop on our – we put it up on uh, Instagram. Um, go go give us a, a look-see and, and let us know your thoughts on the logos. We really – don't care that much about the merch i mean obviously i want you guys to enjoy it but we want you guys to listen so of course the most valuable thing that you can do for us is share our podcast um, with your friends someone maybe you know at work or school that likes bourbon or is trying to get into bourbon i actually just linked up with um via instagram linked up with a i guess an acquaintance if you will from high school and he he posted a story about eagle rare he was drinking eagle rare the other night and i was like no shit so i, I messaged him and i was like man eagle rares that's where it's at we got to talking or whatever and and i was like you know what's in your collection and he was telling me all the stuff the classic like sazerac buffalo trace eagle rare 
the entry level stuff. And I was like, you know, if you want to try some great stuff, give me your address and I'll send you some samples. He was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's got, he's got some samples on, on his way right now. Um, nice. I'm excited for him to try and tell me what he thinks. What do you want to share what you sent him or no? Yeah. I, um, I sent him the, um, a sample of the Elijah Craig 18. Ooh. Um, what else did I send him? I think I might have sent him Angels Envy Rye and something else. Maybe Mitkers, the American blend. Okay. okay. So just yeah. something that he probably, because a lot of his collection was, I think he had one rye in his collection and it was the Sazerac, mm-hmm. which is a great rye. Not hating on that, but I was like, I wanted to try some different things. And um, so, yeah, looking forward to what he thinks about those. Nice. Speaking of trying new things, do we want to share what we have a case of coming our way in the next <laughs> four to seven days? <laughs> Brian, Brian is a terrible influence on me. I'll, I'll take that. I'll wear that badge probably. <laughs> that, that is my story. I'm telling my wife. Perfect. But she I'll doesn't take that podcast anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Sam. No, but um, we have a case of Smoke Wagon small batch, right? Straight bourbon whiskey coming coming to us i'm extremely excited because i have never had smoke wagon i think brian has had it right yep you got the bottle already yeah it's pretty good um i think it's on the same level as like knob creek and um i'm blanking on the other one larceny uh it's a little bit sweeter but it i think it i think you're going to enjoy it there is a lot of hype around smoke wagon right now yeah a lot a lot a lot of hype brian Brian had some like an interesting conversation the other day with a guy about smoke wagon. You want to share, share to. Uh... Yeah. So one of the secondary groups I'm a member of uh, one of the admins posted a, a note that was like from here, from henceforth, all smoke wagon is banned from this group. And I was like, Oh shit, what happened? So me being the inquisitive and catty person that I am, I was like, Ooh, <laughs> what happened? So one of the guys was like, he sent me a, a PM. Uh, and he said that smoke wagon had done an instagram giveaway um of some stuff that usually isn't released to the public so in good faith you know the the owner of smoke wagon i can't remember i'm blanking on the gentleman's name um the guy this guy put in for the instagram thing and won it and immediately tried to flip the gifts smoke wagon got a hold of it and went nuclear like zuckerberg the whole secondary market uh threatened some things um zuckerberg. and it was zuck <laughs> yeah they, he zucked it for sure uh so all the listings for the for secondary sure. market in the secondary market are taken down temporarily but then like hours later another post went up had a conversation with the owner of smoke wagon he's cool with it this that and the other so um i'd I would much rather give my money straight to the distillery than have to buy the secondary market mm-hmm. because they're not getting, I mean, they got the initial purchase you would think, but they're all small businesses to me. Like I would much rather give to a small business and keep them going, especially during now. Um, that's just my thought. I don't know, but yeah, we've got a whole case of it coming. I think, 
the the notion of you winning a special release like that that's not usually sold to the public and then immediately turning around and trying to sell it for a profit i mean come on man like thousands of dollars i think he got two bottles and he posted them for a thousand bucks each i'm like get over yourself now i think initially when you told me the story originally you said that there there may have been some rumors and talk about smoke wagon being behind it which i thought was an interesting concept now obviously you know that it's not true now but yeah um it's an interesting concept thinking about distillers doing that mm-hmm. because the secondary market is outrageous for some of these for some of these special release bourbons and whiskeys and i don't know that i could blame them for trying to <laughs> recoup the money that they should be getting on their own seriously you know I mean, they come up with uh, John and Michelle touched on a little bit last week about their pricing for, for theirs and what they have to jump, the hoops that they have to jump through for all of that. I mean, kudos to them for sticking with it because that just cannot be an easy process dealing with the government on any level. And I should know I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I thought it passed some time ago that Virginians could buy directly from the distillers. But I think the caveat there is it has to be a Virginia distiller, correct? Yes, correct. I just think they should open that up completely, and then Virginia can tax it at 6%. I, but I, who am I? I mean, I'm nobody. I just I think it should, they should encourage free market and open competition for that. And that would, once the distillery sells out of something, then look to the secondary market. But, you know, some of the people I've talked to, I don't even know if I want to share this. It's a false sense of short supply. Mm-hmm. And that's why the distillers have caught wind of this and are actually starting to pull back inventory from Virginia ABC stores because they don't necessarily agree with what's going on. Yeah. That's, but, why, that's why Virginia doesn't allow some products to be sold in Virginia. Will it? Yeah, it, it makes no now, sense. I don't. To me. I don't know if that's Virginia doing that or if that's Willett doing that. I'd have to find out more on that story. But you know, some of these things that are being sold in the secondary market, there's no reason why we can't, why why consumers can't get their hands on that. Just from a, just from the standpoint of of availability for all for all ranges of customers. Yeah, I don't allocate anything put a bottle per limit per day on it give people a chance like i'm a father and a fully gainfully employed adult i can't go stand at the abc store seven o'clock the night before for a (laughs) bottle of something like that that's not me like what uh you know and to those people that do that you know that's that's what you do in a free market economy but yeah, I think the allocation is bullshit. Um, I think they should just stock the shelves and bring it all in uh, and, and not make this sense of this false sense of uh, shortage or low inventory and stuff like that. But I, again, I, that's just my outlook and I, there's nothing really I can do to change that. So give us the bourbon. Jeez. Being so damn stingy. And not that hard. Put a sticker on the shelf and put the bottles out. <laughs> Remember, did you see that video of the guy, um, the guy in Loudoun County, 
freaking out on the school board for not opening up the schools. He's no, like, fix what's it. that? Fix it. Yeah, you got to watch that. Oh, That's what it, that, it, we need him to go and talk to Virginia ABC. Fix it. <laughs> Did you, you, you watched that YouTube video I sent you, right? Um, the guy that had like the $7 million valuation bourbon scotch whiskey collection. Oh, yeah. I watched the entire thing. Do you remember what his first name was? His last name was Poor, like P-O-U-R-P-O-O-R. Ken, maybe? Dwight. I think it was Dwight Poor. Dwight Poor. I think so. But anyway, the, the, he's an Oklahoma boy, and he's got two vaults, air quotes vaults, at his place. Um, and his collection is somewhere in the 6 to $8 million valuation range. So he shares everything. He buys everything at retail. He trades. Um, and he, along with his local guys, his local collectors, were able to successfully change the ABC laws in Oklahoma. So they, they went to the board or whoever it is and said, look, we want the stuff, but we're not going to, we don't want your stuff. So if you have to order 12 cases, we'll buy 11 of them from you and you can still have your one case to distribute throughout Oklahoma. So I don't know if Virginia will ever get to that level, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have the financial backing to do that. I, you know, I don't know enough collectors that have six or $7 million worth of inventory. Um, but yeah, that guy was like, no, to hell with you. Like, you're not going to limit this. Yeah. And I think his, his main thing, he basically went, and this is my understanding. He basically went to them and said, listen, we have the resources. We want to buy this product, yep. but we don't want to take anything away from the, from the other people trying to also get this product yeah but he was like he's like i want me and my buddies want to you know, like like you said buy 11 of the cases and let the other guys still be able to get what they want yeah you can but still thought, allocate whatever you were going to but we want our cases like give us the shit that we want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense like capitalism right someone makes a product someone wants to buy the product they should be able to buy the product yeah yeah, and I just it's the whole reason for making the product. Now, what else would be really interesting to jump into? And I know we're probably a little pressed for time at this point, but going back to the Willet example, does Willet just not want to screw around with Virginia and their rules? I don't know. Like you know, or, that that would be interesting to to dive a little deeper on and get some get some hard facts on that. Cause I don't know why uh, there's a lot of want for Willet in Virginia. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm going to dig into that a little bit. Um, and when we see John and Michelle on Saturday, I'm going to I'm going to see if John John's a super he's a well he has a wealth of knowledge. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to pick his brain a little bit to maybe find we out. Can get, uh, maybe we can get Pete Buttigieg from Virginia ABC on here to talk. <laughs> I think it's Pete Buttigieg. He looks like isn't Pete that, Buttigieg. I was like, yeah, isn't he the mayor in San Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> no, Pete Buttigieg ran for president. I know, I know. What a clown. Anyways, well, I think that is all the time that we have this week, guys. Um, as always, please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and boat. Don't drink and sled. Now that Virginia nope. got some snow. Finally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, call a friend, call a cab, um, call an Uber, make, make good choices, make smart decisions, drink what you love and love what you drink. All right, guys. We will see you next week. See y'all. Mm-hmm.